Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. He's former Blues superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers. That's Alex Ferrario. I am Brandon Kylie. It is Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go back out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by Jim Duquette. He's a former MLB general manager, now a host on MLB Network Radio, joining us here on Rivs and BK. Jim, first of all, thanks so much for hopping on with us today. How are you doing, my friend? What's up, guys? How are you doing? Everything is uh, everything's pretty good here. How about there? Happy and healthy. That's all we can ask for right about now, Jim. So let's start out with this. Major League Baseball officially back on the field this week after a few issues, obviously, in the testing over the weekend. It seems like for now things have kind of stabilized a bit. What's been your biggest reaction to the first almost week now of the guys being back out on the fields? You know, I, the, well, two, the two things. First off, I think I agree with you. I think the, the testing seems like they got it under control. There's still a hiccup or two here or there. I saw one in Houston uh, with the Astros recently. Uh, Alex Bregman, their star player, was uh, held out uh, for precautionary reasons because he didn't get his results back. I think that they've resolved that. I think there's going to be some hiccups there still. But, but it, uh, you know, I think that um, – you know, that first weekend with the holiday and everything else looks like they've kind of put that behind them, hopefully. Uh, so that's one thing. The second thing, just on the field itself, um, you know, as players kind of get used to this, this uh, you know, new normal, at least right now, I'm surprised that some of the length of the pitcher, the starting pitchers are given out of the gate, like five, six innings right from the start. Some of these guys trying to uh, build up their arm strength, that they're in better, they're better, go, better physical shape, uh, than I thought they would be. Not really knowing, you know, with, with all that time off, what they were doing. I think um, I've been pleasantly surprised that some of these guys able to go, you know, 90 pitches, uh, eight, you know, 75 pitches in their f- first uh, outing or so. So that's been, um, I think, a little bit thing that stands out on the field. Jim, sticking with the pitching here, and I'm going to bring it right in locally with the Cardinals. Um, Carlos Martinez, he has been, you know, probably top subject here for us today when we talk about the Cardinals, just the impact that he could have if he puts together a great season. Now, you've seen a lot of baseball. You certainly know a lot about pitching, and you've covered it from the general manager's standpoint. A guy like Carlos Martinez, if he's healthy, if he's on track, if he's focused, what kind of an advantage does that give the St. Louis Cardinals going into a 60-game season? Well, yeah, I mean, listen, you guys have seen it too, like, you know, how good he's been and how, how he can be if he's, if he's pitching healthy and, you know, putting him so – if you looked at their, if their overall pitching, I, I really like their rotation, whether he was a part of it or not. I just – I think there was a, a little bit of a hole in the bullpen for me. So putting him in the pen, I think, made a lot of sense, you know, especially with Brevy out – um, you know, the depth, uh, the, the teams that are going to be there at the end of the 60 game sprint are mostly going to be the ones that have uh, the best overall pitching one to 15, let's say, however many they want to use. You're going to need probably six starters 
at some point would be my guess. You know, at least one more, um, you know, or two potentially if a guy gets injured. But but I think that you know, and, and the Cardinals for me are top at the top of the list in the National League with the depth in their pitching overall, especially when you put Martinez, uh, you know, in the in the bullpen. So that, that's how how I viewed it. You know, I, I, he may not be happy about it, be happy about it. I haven't seen his reaction. I haven't seen re- reaction you guys probably before I have. But, but I just I know you know he coming in. He's thinking of starting. They were talking about him starting. If the organization thinks he should be going, you know, better off with him in the bullpen, you're better off telling him earlier rather than waiting till the very end. So, you know, I understand from the organization. I've had those conversations, not pleasant ones, with guys who think they should be starting, but you're, but it's better organizationally to go to the pen. And you know, Martinez is, you know, he's he's a little different. He he's he's earned his right. You know, he's been there for a long time. He had the big contract. There's, there's some things that kind of come with that. But I think that the Cardinals as an organization are making that right call. Former Major League Baseball general manager Jim Duquette joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Talking about two other guys that we've had a lot of conversations about that could have bounce back seasons. I'm, of course, referencing Matt Carpenter and at first base, Paul Goldschmidt. Goldie was good last year, but wasn't at his typical MVP level. What are you expecting out of those two in particular this season, Jim, if you're looking at Matt Carpenter and Paul Goldschmidt? So yeah, Carpenter is an interesting one because you know, I mean, he if he's in the DH role, can he you know make the adjustment to that, or you know, how is he going to play defensively? I mean, I, he he needs to he needs to step up, but I, I think a guy like that um, is fascinating. You know, what how Mike Schilt handles him if he gets off to a slow start again, because you know the, the inclination in the full season, he's like, okay, well, he's a veteran, he's proven over the years, he had a down year, but I'm going to stick with him you know, for the first month of the season and let him get his timing down. You don't have that time this, you know, these days, you know, if the team's playing well, you do, but if you're kind of muddling around and, and, you know, you don't have a lot more, you don't have as much patience with a 60 game sprint. So I'll be curious to watch that. I think Carpenter though will bounce back. I, I, I've always liked him as a hitter. And I, I think, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see on that. But I, I do think that Goldschmidt for me, is still the dominating type of hitter, um, and you know, the, to expect what you paid for out of him, I think he's still in that position where you can expect a high level of, of uh, him. Carpenter's a little bit more of a, of a you know, you got to buy into you know what he's done in the past. I think Goldschmidt though, it's still plenty. There's still plenty left in the tank there, and, and uh, expect high, high things from him. All right, Jim, I'm going to stay on topic here a little bit. Um, yeah, I've gone out and said that uh, I think Tyler O'Neill to me, is a fascinating player this year with the Cardinals. And, you know, he had some incredible numbers playing in the minors, and that hasn't translated yet in the majors. But has he really been given the opportunity to see if those numbers can translate to the major leagues? Or do you think we've seen what we have out of Tyler O'Neill, and this is kind of the way it's going to go? Yeah, he, he's a, I'm, I agree. He's a fascinating guy because I feel like if he did, um, you know, he's one of those guys, if he did get the opportunity that, you know, he might just provide what, what people thought, you know, over the years, give you the big power. Um, I, I don't know what to expect with him. I do think that you get, you give him a, give him a chance. He and, and uh, Lane Thomas, but they better, they better produce quickly, you know, they're early going, you know, and he didn't problem was that, you know, he hasn't had a you know a great major league career so far, and then he got up to a slow start in the early part of the spring. So it's and it's hard to prove yourself 
you know, with these two weeks of inter-squad games, it's really not it's not great, you know, competition-wise. But, you know, I think early on, you know, especially with Carl, uh, Carlson, uh, what he looks like he's going to be as a hitter, uh, it can be a little added pressure, I think, with Tyler to kind of p- uh, pick it up. Now, uh, he, uh, Tyler's, what is he, 25, I think, 26 years old. I mean, he's a guy that um, – that um, you know, in that range, in that in that age group, you can see him, you know, with with the experience, with the with the uh, the at bats, uh, figuring it out. But you know, it's it's like one of those deals. I don't know if this is going to be that year where you're going to wait on that. You know, he might it might be one of those where he has to get an opportunity. If he doesn't get up to a quick start, he may have to wait for that opportunity until maybe next year. I'm glad you brought up Jill, Dylan Carlson, Jim, because that's the guy that I wanted to ask you about next. He's certainly been the topic of conversation for, I mean, I guess almost six months now here in St. Louis. Yeah. What are you anticipating in terms of both when you think he will be called up? Because it sounds like it's about a week in terms of the service time manipulation that they would have to wait for him to be called up. And then when he is called up, is that a guy that you feel like needs to be in the lineup every day if he is with the big league roster? Yeah, I, I listen, I think if you're, if, you know, if I'm in uh, John Mosellock's shoes and, and, you know, Gersh's shoes, you go, wait a minute, I have to, I have to wait you know, the six days or seven days to get the extra control. You know, now you could start him. Here, here's the thing people don't realize. Like, you could start him at the regular, you know, to start the season, and then if he were to struggle a little bit later, let's say in the in the month, you can send him down for six or seven days and still accomplish what you're trying to do. It doesn't have to be at the beginning. It could be during the course of the year. But – but let's just assume you go with, you know, the previous question on O'Neill and Lane, Tom- Lane Thomas, let them, you know, play first. Carlson comes up in, let's say, a week or 10 days. I think this guy is going to play. He's going to stick. It would be almost like a, you know, Tommy Edmond type of, of uh, impact on your team, uh, both offensively and defensively. You know, like you're going to need that boost, I think, this year. I think they're a little short offensively when I look at the Cardinals. So I think they're going to need him at some point. And I, I, it may not be, you know, to where he was in the minor leagues last year. I mean, these guys, but all he does is hit. And I, it looks like he's got a really nice approach. He likes to hit the ball the other way. The little, I haven't seen him a ton, but the, the parts that I have seen, I've been really impressed with him. We're talking with Jim Duquette at, uh, on Twitter, at Jim underscore Duquette, baseball analyst for Major League Baseball Network on radio and former general manager. And that's where I want to go now with you, Jim, is I want you to put on your GM's hat. And sure. I'm very curious as to how baseball is going to pull off this season without the bubble mentality, without that that bubble that the, the other leagues are going with right now to seclude the players from, we'll call them general population. As a general manager, how are you approaching this with your team to convey just how important it is for them to be responsible and to be doing the right things on and off the field? Yeah, I think that, that, you know, every team has to kind of take care of their own business, right? And I think that's the most important thing you mentioned it is, is all we can control is our team. And, and the one way for our, like, like whatever, whatever, you know, this, the, at the end of this, if we play a full season, 60 games plus postseason, we want to be there at the end. Um, yeah, will, will it be, you know, an asterisk to some degree or whatever? However, people want to view the 2020 season, I'm sure that's fine, but you're still playing for something. And if you're playing for it and you're here and you're going to risk, risk, uh, you know, 
uh, getting catching the virus and being away from your family and everything else. And you'd be in here for you got to you got to spend 60 days of quarantining and doing the right thing and doing following the the, the protocols that we think will keep you safe. Um, and just control what you could control. That I think that would be the overall message: respect for your teammates and and you know respect for you. Let's not make this any type of political thing. It's a teammate thing. Be be respectful of your teammate. I've had a couple of players come on and, and even say that on my own show. I think that's to me the best mantra. If I were the uh, general manager of a team, to to express to my to to our players as a group. And and you know what I'm curious to see. You know is is okay. We get teams that start to fall out of it at the end. Uh, you know, as the season goes on, if, if let's just take assumptions that we're able to get through the first 50 games, you get to the final 10, there's going to be a handful or more teams that are, uh, are going to fall out of it. Do they practice the same diligence when it comes to quarantining and everything that is required um, or do players start to, you know, get a little antsy and, and decide to go out and, you know, risk coming down with the virus. There's a lot of unanswered questions that I just don't know, you know, if we can make this whole season. I'm hopeful that we can, but I I have a level of skepticism in a couple of different areas, and that's one of them. Quickly, Jim, final question for you. If you had to put a percentage on it, what percentage chance do you think we get a uh, World Series champion this year? I think we start the season. I think it's going to be hard to get to the finish line. Um, I'm going to say it's a 25% chance that we get through the entire postseason. It's Jim Duquette. I hope I'm wrong. I certainly I hope, hope you are as well. He's a former Major League <laughs> Baseball general manager, now a host for MLB Network Radio. Jim, we always appreciate the time, man. We hope that you're very much wrong on your percentage chance of them finishing yeah. the season, but looking forward to talking baseball with you nonetheless again. You got it. Yeah, anytime. Good to talk to you guys.